Hello and welcome to this episode of Marvellous Podcast in which we will be talking about episode 5 of What If, What If, Zombies. I'm delighted to be joined by Laura. Hello. And Matthew. Gerhard. Mm. <laughs> and hey, what if, Zombies. Zombies, exclamation question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm wondering just because of, of something you said um, ahead of this, Matthew, if being versed in, in zombie film culture is going to make this episode mean something more. Oh, I'm not sure about something more. I think it might just be in accepting what the story is, because zombie movies do very certain things in very certain ways, particularly endings. Exciting. What is your zombie experience, so to speak, the two of you? I mean, for me, um, my wife loathes zombie everything and is not interested in zombie stuff. And we watched Shaun of the Dead with her being very begrudging about it, all but spaced, so, you know. Um, and it was good, but it was a zombie film, so that was that. And I think my experience is more kind of with, like, like the more kind of um, Caribbean, sort of Jamaican concept of zombie. And, like, 30s things, like I walked with a zombie, is it 30s or 40s? Um, and just kind of old, older, very different things. So mm. yeah, not not the same thing. Uh, possibly I've read more zombie based fiction, but mm. in terms of film, very little exposure to it. I mean, I know what they look like. I recognise the hordes of grasping, but kind of more from game trailers and things. Not <laughs> not well versed at all. I think I'm the other end of the spectrum. I quite like a zombie movie. Mm -hmm. um, and I particularly like that, obviously, because of you know, our access to movies and the wealth of media out there that we can can do. You, it, it is a proper genre that has, every few years, a, a pinnacle movie come along, which moves the genre on somewhat. It, it's not a, a genre that, by and large, excepting for the last 10 years, maybe, has had many, many films made in it, in, in the canon or oeuvre. Um... So you can go Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and, and start coming up exactly as you say, uh, to the modern 28 Days Later, Shaun of the Dead, uh, and so on. There are probably others that should be occurring to me. But I also like that it does have these certain tropes and things that it sticks to about um, the sort of nihilistic approach, particularly, again, the the ending of a zombie film. You can pretty much expect it. Like, oh, okay, everyone dies. <laughs> and that's the point. <laughs> Constant vigilance or else. Um, Laura, how about you? Let's, let's talk about your experience with zombie <laughs> films, because I am most interested in that and your reaction to this episode. Uh, so, knowing I am the pod scaredy cat, <laughs> I think Shaun of the Dead is my entire zombie <laughs> movie experience. And I only watched that because it was on um, Pop Culture Deprived. Okay. And I hadn't been at all interested in it before, despite loving Hot Fuzz. Uh, but and it's because it was zombies. I didn't. I didn't think it was going to be super scary, but I just didn't. Just didn't want to go anywhere near it, to be honest. Okay. However, mm -hmm. Pollyanna is back, baby. Oh well. And I mean, this brings me to the next question: Was how did you find it, Laura? Ten out of ten, Tilda's. Goodness me. Yeah, potentially my favourite one so far. <gasps> this is my level of horror. <laughs> There's no way in hell I could watch this in live action. Um, and to be honest, the the, the situation with T'Challa was a bit much because I recently watched Snowpiercer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was, oh, oh, 
Mm. That was a bit much. Um, I'm I'm genuinely a bit concerned because do you remember last pod, Abby? You said that um, you're a bit worried that because of this, the Stephen Strange one being quite dark, that Disney were going to take from this. Oh, that's what everybody wants. And you said you're worried that this will be the new wave of things. No resolution in total misery. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we should be worried about what's coming next. To be honest. It better be the My Little Pony What If. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That's Marvel if you're listening. That's what I want next week. Friendship is magic. Like, and their little cutie marks, you know, you've got the shield and the it's all sorted. It's fine. Call me. Anyway. But yeah, I was I was so wrapped up in the zombie story that I'd completely forgotten that Thanos was coming. Completely forgot. So yeah. Well how about you? Cool. Matthew, what did you think? I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was good. I think it has given me cause to reflect on some of the stuff I've said about the other what ifs, um, mm. where I think I made slightly obnoxious or obtuse comments about I'm not sure why this episode was made and they could have done different things with the story. And I, I think I'm beginning to narrow in on quite what I mean when I say things because mm. no one knows really, do they? Yeah. Um, well, if you nod. don't, I mean, yeah. what hope nod, do we have? Nod. Wait you remember finish. how I talked about the DC one doing what if Superman landed in Russia? Yeah, Red Sun. Red Sun, absolutely. And and then it becomes its own story. And I think this episode demonstrates that quite well as well, that I want them to take the what if idea and not do what if this happens for your entertainment. What if this happens and it gives us a new story? I feel like the Doctor Strange episode last week was really good, but it was just for our entertainment. There's no consequence for from it, and there's nothing particularly to take from it. You, you could argue to lesser or greater degrees, depending on the character of Doctor Strange and so on, but it ends up everything's destroyed. So what, what am I meant to take from it? And I feel some of the other episodes have done that even more so, which mm. is where I think I made those comments, was this one. They went, what if zombies, and like any good zombie movie, they then turn that into a discussion about humanity. You know, the fact that Night of the Living Dead is actually about people's reactions to other people and a core thing of racism and Dawn of the Dead is about capitalism and how capitalism works and the the awfulness that it turns people into. Zombies are incidental to all of this. That's just a a subject matter around which to hang your story. Uh, And in this, I feel like they did the same thing with a, a story about the immutability of the human spirit. Hmm. In half an hour, it's hard to really make that work very well, which is why I, you know, it's seven or eight, maybe, tildes out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it satisfied me in my what-if once. Hmm. All that said, Abby, what did you think of it? I really didn't like it. I'm sorry. Oh, really? I really didn't like it. <laughs> um, there were elements I liked. Hmm. I was slightly annoyed with the kind of brutality of the end because I was like I know that's that's a really good end um that's just awful that's incredible um and it, it took me a moment I think um obviously vision always good to hear um mm. and you know we'll I'm sure we'll talk about all the different threads but the vision thread aside I oh I just didn't like it I just didn't like it and I think Part of that is because, and I guess I don't really like zombie things. I mean, they're kind of <laughs> yeah. gross. Yeah. And there are just so many of them. And it does feel hopeless and pointless. And, you know, everybody dies at the end. That's the story. And mm-hmm. the inevitability is 
<sighs> kind of exhausting, I think. Um, so do you, do you think mm, that's the end of this one? Well, they go into Wakanda and Thanos ruins everything because they have the last the Thanos stone. Thanos in Wakanda? Yeah, at the mm-hmm. end. I haven't picked that up. That's the end. It's super dark. That's like I saw the... it was Thanos. Yeah. How, so how do we know he's in Wakanda? Because he's standing in front of Wakanda. And and the the implication of the animation is they're inside the shield trying to get out. So they're about to burst oh, through I've the seen shield that as being in, outside the shield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they're literally about to break Thanos out <laughs> and give him the Mind Stone. There's no surely. And even if they didn't, I mean, it doesn't seem like there's anything left. Okay. I I read it more hopeful. And <laughs> <laughs> that they have the Mind Stone, they're going to work. I didn't... I need to go back and look at it again. Because, yeah, I, I, I thought that it was more, yes, Thanos is still a problem. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so I was thinking, okay, so when, when do we see what happens next? Because he doesn't have the Mind Stone in the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. It's still missing... And and I think this was why I asked you. It, it, it will be interesting to know your experience with zombie movies because this is the thing zombie movies do. Everyone dies ah, in the end. Okay. It is it is always dark and bleak, even if it looks like they've escaped and so on. And that that's not necessarily true of all zombie movies, but the, traditionally in the genre, that is how it works. Please and so genre again. Genre. <laughs> <laughs> um. Having watched the Umbrellas of Sherbourg a couple of nights ago, you're very lucky I'm not singing anything in French because that's all I want to do at the moment. I mean, don't let us stop you, please. It's you know, if, if the urge takes you, just, I think just I break Tilda away. with a French accent. Tilda. 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 Yes. Um, Sorry if anyone is listening from France. <laughs> so, so I when they were flying towards Wakanda, I was like. I think it's the moment where Akoya says, you know, with our four shields, we're the last bastion on Earth. Like, that's not how these things work. Already gone. <laughs> the point of, of stuff in zombie movies is you can't stop this. It's the inevitability of death and how you deal with it on your life up towards it. To get really worthy about what zombie movies mean. but <laughs> And I will say, the the thing that I found really very difficult I think was obviously um, sort of T'Challa's various sentiments and thinking about that being Chadwick Boseman's one of his final contributions mm-hmm. to Marvel and everything and, and reckoning with these very key things in these episodes and you sort of kind of it's hard not to add those layers in and I feel like it is a performance that doesn't mind that you're going to add those layers in of course mm-hmm. you will because of the inevitability of these things and I do think that there's you know i was quite tearful at that point when it was all kind of going very wrong but more because of the layers i think than because of the thing in itself and i think that's interesting um but as you say it's just this hurtling towards this non-existent hope i don't have a lot of space for that um i i like peter parker i I do i think he's fine Mm mm-hmm but I just, I just wanted to put him back in the box a bit in this one, <laughs> and then I, I got so preoccupied by there being a bit of Ant Man, and I was like, well, can he not be the ant? Like, can he just not be a really small head? I, I can't remember well, he how Ant Man. Is it the suit? Yeah. Okay. So no. No. Did he have like a collar? 
Or was that more of a set? So he had he had the Futurama <laughs> head in a jar yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Okay, you guys are blowing my mind now because I thought the ending was completely different. <laughs> do we? In all seriousness, do we need to pause the podcast? You can go and watch the last ten seconds. Absolutely. Would, would you like to do that, please? Yeah, seriously. Because I'm yeah. sat here going, yeah. "What the hell?" No, that's fine. Do you want us to pause okay. the recording, or should we? Just... Right, I'm going to come off the Zoom. Yep. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Okay, we will do that. And as I, I don't think I would have got it unless Pegs like quite as quickly. Unless Pegs been like, "Did you understand what just happened?" I was like, <laughs> "I don't know." I'm off. Bye. Be back shortly. Cool. Nice. Okay. Good. Good. I mean, we're still recording, so don't talk about her. Well, she's gone. What would they say? <laughs> what could I possibly say about um, Laura? Oh, the the Spider-Man uh, thing yes. is really strange because the characterization feels quite different. A little more teenage, manic American. Um, I had to look up that he was called Hudson Thames because what a name. Just call your child River River. Why not? It's amazing. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Do you think he rebels against it? He's like, I'm Hudson Thomas. Thank you. <laughs> Hudson Thomas, please. Yeah, I, I, I've just found it. It wasn't, it wasn't wrong, Peter, but it wasn't Peter, Peter. Mm. I mean, and, uh, yeah, it didn't look like him, which we can no. discuss animation more in a bit. It didn't sound like him. It didn't feel like him. There's more what ifs going on here than just yeah. This is this is what if I don't even know who it was like. There's no other characters that it was sort of coming to me. It just didn't feel like any of the Peters we've ever gotten. The sort of nervous, nerdy, nice guy. It felt like somebody wasn't quite sure how to write a teenage boy. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's kind of. That's kind of it. Um, I don't know. It's fine to make Scott the sort of comedy mule and have him make lots of jokes, jokey jokes in slightly weird situations, which we've not seen him do before. Because yeah, that is the comedy end of the MCU. That's okay, but uh, it didn't work on Peter Parker. I don't know. I don't think it worked on on Scott either. And and you've got Paul Rudd right there. Um, mm. I, I just, thought he was good. Mm, no. Mm. Oh, so maybe we should, maybe we should. Run through the voices when Laura's back, because yeah, yeah. I, ne- I need more expressions frowning at me. When <laughs> <laughs> Abby, are you sure? Back in your box. <laughs> but so, on on a completely other note, um, talking about zombie experience, just whilst mm. we're doing it, um, I finished reading. Is it Live and Let Die? Um, mm. Yes, so, which I'm only reading because I've got copies where all of it has fallen apart except for the actual content of the book. Okay. Um, so I read that in the bath because that is safe. Um, and they're nice old 50s copies, but if they go in the bath, you know, they're nearly dead anyway. Anyway, that is a lot about zombies in the Caribbean way, um, okay. which is quite interesting, I think. They go into long conversations about the kind of difference between the host and the corpse and the, all the things. And mm, nice. So I just had like a lot of that, and it was quite jarring coming into other zombie. <laughs> I'm still in two minds. Welcome back. Hello, Laura. I watched it a number of times. I think you're right. Oh. Probably. I don't know. I I think you're probably right that he is in Wakanda. But that the force field thing, I think it definitely looks like it could be them on either side. Okay. I mean, what you're saying, you, obviously, as we've already talked about, you guys know zombies considerably better than I do. And in the one film I have watched, Shaun of the Dead, they do survive at the end. So 
It, yeah, that, it's a slightly strange entry because it is such oh, a yeah, no, I'm very it's, traditional It's an uh, anomaly. Uh, and maybe I'm only talking about the ones that I have seen that I have enjoyed to do that. No, it, it sounds like it makes maybe. complete sense. I'm just wondering whether we still may get another episode on this one next season or something. I, I would be interested in it. So it's not necessarily that Spider-Man et al. are dead. The thing is, even if they're not, everyone else is. Well, everyone else is infected. And there's this whole thing that they could, there was potentially a cure. The, the reason I was more in the hopeful camp is because the idea that um, there was this idea of a cure. But wasn't that just with the mind Vision's trap? No, because, um, no, I still took it that he had been successful. But he, what he'd not been successful in is using it against Wanda. Because her powers were too strong. Because her powers were rejecting it. Mm. Because the thing is, we saw Scott get bitten when um, Hank and Michelle Pfeiffer come out of the um, the little quantum vehicle. We see Scott get bitten then. And yet, yes, most of his body's missing, but he's not zombie now. True. So I am going to sit in my Pollyanna seat and think that we're going to get another episode where they find a cure and everyone's fine who wasn't killed killed. Well, I think that that is a perfectly decent thing to want to hold on to after all that. Um, yes. I hope you're right. Anna? If it's not, I think I still like it, but it's probably more a seven tildes. Oh, no. Okay. I just, I, I think, I think it would be great if they came out and subverted the genre, having gone so fully into it, I think it would be delightful mm -hmm. to see, mm -hmm. you know, like if, like next season is just all the same what ifs, and then somehow it kind of flips that again. So much potential. Mm. Anything could happen. Mm. <laughs> Something I think is interesting, you were saying before we got into whether Laura answered the ending or not, when <laughs> Matthew, you were talking about how the kind of the, the how your feelings about the series of changes were gone along a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I do think that they are, we talked last pod about them setting us up for stuff in the ne next um, iteration, the rest of mm. phase but this it really feels like it's escalating as we're going through these what ifs it's getting weirder if you think how now looking back bland uh captain carter was as far mm -hmm. as weirdness um it does feel like it's escalating yeah they've gone from small apparently small changes to mm. ending universes and i mean that's two for two yeah. potentially um mm. and yeah, I, th I think it's really interesting that we got um, in in the last episode we had this kind of um, fixation and um, sort of desperation destroying a universe, and then as the watcher frames it in this one, it's it's hope that potentially mm. destroys the universe. I, I thought that was, you know, to go from one to the next in, in the space of two episodes. Like, really, what is next week? Really, yeah. <laughs> is it a trilogy? <laughs> and also that the whole the whole idea that uh the even the quantum virus came from love and hope mm. big h and little h yes um how, what did you think about that i thought it's quite cool that's where it came from it's weird that quantum virus is exactly like zombie no i mean zombie zombie's a symptom isn't it i mean it's a condition in final fantasy yeah, again, different things can treat it in different ways. Mm. 
as I've been thinking of other films I could reference to talk about this. Warm Bodies, Nicholas Holt, well worth watching. Has an interesting thing where zombies are going from stage to stage to stage into this sort of ghost wraith state, mm. um, which was quite interesting. But then there are others I mentioned 28 Days Later. Is it 28 mm. Days Later? Yeah. What's the one with Christopher Eccleston? It's the one with him out of um, Killian Murphy. I mean, it is yeah. Killian Murphy, not him out of Killian Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> because there's one, there's one that's zombies, and there's one that's Sandra Bullock in rehab, isn't there? <laughs> and they, they're, they've got quite similar names. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Twenty eight days is. later is, is Killian Murphy. I'm sure. There, there is oh, okay. If it is, it, it, there is definitely a an inverted commas zombie movie that is not actually zombies. It's a virus that was being tested on animals that got out by protesters, which might be twenty eight days mm. later. Um, I mean, I haven't seen that. But... I think I think it is. 28 Days Later. Was... 28 Days Later. Okay. The Sandra Bullock <laughs> rehab comedy is 28 Days. 28 okay. Days Later. <laughs> so there are zombies. Very... I don't know if the two are what... It might be a prequel. <laughs> what a double bill. What? <laughs> I would watch Sandra Bullock being what a, a movie night. fighting zombies in some way adjacent <laughs> to zombies. Um, I quite enjoyed in this something that we've called out elsewhere as being not very good. I quite liked, in a couple of moments, they used lines from the films with characters that we know them from in slightly different ways that made them funny again. The bit where uh, Banner is, when when Iron Man shows up at the beginning, Mm -hmm. and he says, oh, Iron Man's here, you guys are so screwed. And he does that when Thor turns up at the end of Infinity War. Mm -hmm. And he does it And... I think, and I can't remember because it's a Captain America film and those are the ones that I struggle with, Bucky has a line when he defeats Cap, where he oh, says something like, this is the end of the line. It's so and cold. Isn't that the line when he That's, they both, falls they, off the train? No, they say, yeah, because they say to each other in their films, until the end of the, la- until the, end of the line, you know, we'll always right. be there for each other. Mm. And the way Bucky says it, it's so cold. Yeah. It's really, oh. I liked it for that. It was great, I like this. But using things in a different way that sh- that should be where we see the sort of what if thing happening because mm. these are still the same characters with the, a lot of the same experiences certainly in this one because it starts as a movie is starting mm. um it's very similar i'm surprised nobody to know that i didn't pick up on those but i did notice that people were saying those lines in a way that suggested they were important so <laughs> now i know why when, when someone turned and <laughs> yeah, winked at the exactly. camera <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've quite liked that throughout the episode so i know um mm. some of the jokes you've not been a fan of uh, Matthew, but I, I quite like that little nodding. Um, I think uh, one of the things that I'm finding fascinating, looking back, and even the second time I watched it, is I just can't keep in my head that Bucky is even in this episode. And I don't know really? if it's because he's Bucky with the good hair, or if it's just because he doesn't seem anything like Bucky in any way, shape, or form. I just just wow. blows my mind. It's like, oh, he's there. There he is. Doing that. <laughs> This might be my favourite Bucky we've ever had. Yeah, probably. <laughs> anything. He's in the shower, to be fair. That helps. Oh, that's some ju- judicious honest. use of steam, um, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> she checked, folks. That was definitely I'd full like to anime. Be <laughs> Top quality anime. Um, I loved the hair. Oh, the bit on the train yeah. where he turns around. I thought it was Scarlett Johansson to begin with. <laughs> That's how good that hair is. I briefly thought um, it was Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen, but sure. <laughs> and I quite like the sort of grizzledness, but I'm, I've lived through everything else. I'm going to live through this take to him. 
Mm. I can't even remember what happened to him now. Uh, he, he shoots at Wanda and she throws Wanda. him in miles. Mm. Which is very mm. bucky, pointlessly shoot at something that's going to make no difference to him. <laughs> <But> yeah, serious. <laughs> serious. could possibly survive, so. Yeah, serious mm. glow up since um, episode one of this, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matthew and I were pondering Peter Parker mm. and his presence. Um, how did you find Peter in this? I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man is one of my faves. When I was little, even before I had any interest or even knew what Marvel was, as that came to me quite late, uh, I used to watch the Spider-Man Spider-Man cartoons on Saturday and adored it. And I have Spider-Man on my wall. Not really. He's a canvas, but still. I quite enjoyed this. I thought it was going to be a problem for me, not having the Tom Holland voice, but I actually thought the voice was really good for Spider-Man. I didn't necessarily think he sounds like Tom Holland, but I thought it was a good voice for Spider-Man and it didn't bother me. Hmm. Now, maybe I'm getting more used to the being slightly different voices for them. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I thought it embodied the character, the Peter Parker character particularly. Uh, that's well, that side of the character. Um, what was your take? Not good. You're making faces Significantly at me. less positive. But, okay. but the actor's called Hudson Thames, which... Is a great name. It is a good name. Um, I know. Right? <laughs> I mean, shout out to those parents. It's yeah, um, yeah. I, I didn't think it it sounded like him, and I didn't love the writing. Um, How? Either. I found it. I, I thought towards the end, as it got kind of smaller and more emotional, I, I thought it was quite good, but it, it kept kind of hitting quite repetitive and and flat, and there was so much of him, which is. Also fine, but like I either wanted them to frame the episode around him, you know, they did how to survive the zombie apocalypse, and like that's that's fun and fine, but I just kind of felt a little bit disjointed. Um, I think the tone was a bit all over the place the, with this trying to balance between this is a zombie thing and oh my god, by the way, we're Disney. So then you had the <laughs> uh, things like the video, which I loved, I loved the orientation video, and <laughs> stop looking at me like that. <laughs> 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 and uh and then scott the head and all of his jokes it was a bit kind of i didn't i wasn't emotion, emotionally invested in this at all but then i'm not sure i've really been in any of these um animated ones even when there was tilda <laughs> <laughs> sorry matthew <laughs> when 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 they had the the orientation video uh, one of my favorite things is when any genre film outlines its its rules mm. like i i really like that and i did like that we got that in this um but i think that i just kind of lost this thread and everything just became so kind of peter being chipper and now we'll talk about peter being chipper and then we'll suggest that he continues to be chipper even while everything is terrible because that's what's good that's what's good to do when everything is terrible just smile that's fine <laughs> I, I know it's a genre thing. I know. But yeah. I, I, mm. I, I think. <laughs> Poor Peter. I think the explanation of why he was so chipper was needed, because otherwise, the thing is with Scott, I was a bit like, "Mate, you're a head in a jar." You everyone with a cape. Not to start with, everyone around you is is zombieing. You know what Vision's been up to. I'm guessing. Oh no, she didn't necessarily. How he mm. didn't know, I don't know. But also. Hope has been out there. He doesn't ask at all when these guys turn up. Do you know where Hope is? Or uh, anyway, so his constant jokes were funny, 
but also I was like this is all over the place as far as tone which did mean that I well I, I don't think I was ever going to be scared by the drawing um but I also didn't necessarily get the emotional pull that I would have thought with all of those characters dying mm. Yeah, I, I did feel with, with Scott, just that kind of, oh, I processed my trauma through jokes is just kind of a get-out clause for, we're not quite sure what else this character's going to do mm. if he doesn't just quip his way through. Because we saw him very upset in Endgame. You know, he can do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he's Paul Rudd. He's been doing this stuff <laughs> a very long time. He's very good mm. at it. I wanted to talk on the animation a bit because we've mentioned recognising characters. And I... This episode certainly feels like there's no in between. There are either characters where you go, "Oh, hey, look, it's John Favreau." Oh, hey, look, it's the lady who plays Sharon Carter, whose name I can't remember. Oh, I forgot Sharon. Thank you very much. Or you go, "Oh, that's supposed to be Bruce Banner." And wait, who's that guy? And then you look him up. You go, "Oh, it's David Dasmalkian from Ant Man." Didn't get that at all. Good. Yeah. It, it, it felt like there was no in-between. There was no one who I'm like, oh, I can kind of see it. They either did really well, which means they can do it, <laughs> or they didn't do it at all. It slightly felt like they only gave them reference materials for half the characters. <laughs> yeah. Which is not impossible. I mean, these things do happen. But reference materials are there's 25 famous actors. For and there's many films that are really... <laughs> It's just, it's so... It's possible that they just had, I don't know... Very specific material. Maybe they've never seen the films. Maybe some of the actors have likeness rights. Maybe. On contracts. That's not impossible. Mm. Because that's why the Avengers game looks so different. It's because they're not licensing it in the same way. Banner was interesting because I don't think he looks anything like Ruffalo. But then there's this one stage where I think it's when they're talking about uh, Peter being chipper. And he puts his hand on um, Peter's shoulder and he does this thing with his lips, which is just so Ruffalo that it was ridiculous. This kind of like Percy type pursing his lips thing, which I'm not mm. pouting at both of you. But <laughs> it was just so like suddenly it was like, oh, my God, there he is. <laughs> and then it went away, went away again. But it's really clever when they do it. I can't draw I as well, that. so I feel very bad. <laughs> yeah, there is that as well. people if I was doing it. But, but I feel like in the uh, what if Earth, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes episode mm. that had Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner in it, mm. I feel like he did look like Bruce Banner. No. So I don't think it's the same people. Oh, are, are they all being done by different? I, I would say it's it, it feels like something that's been spread around the studio. There's at least right, okay. three studios involved. I think. Uh, okay. But I thought it looked. I thought he looked the same or similar enough. So I found that very interesting. Mm. I thought that... I think when when I'm talking about some of the things that I found kind of um, annoying choices that they made, um, remind me of... Uh, remind me that Kurt from Ant-Man is in there with his constantly shouting Baba Yaga as if that is an entire personality. <laughs> I just... There was no point, but... Give him more. I think the only reason that was in there is so that people knew who the hell he was. Yeah, but it, like once would have been enough. <laughs> but also, it didn't. Baba Yaga was. Not... These are zombies. Well, Do you know? It wasn't... Scarlet Witch is a witch. But yeah, but he, he still... didn't know. Like, that she was gonna it be would that. have been fine if he'd said that when he saw yes, her. Yes, that would have made that more sense. That would have been yes, amusing in character. And if you hadn't got who he was throughout, then you would have been like, oh, oh, I see. But I, I found that almost, you know, almost 
on verging on the offensive, really. It was just very It's like a catchphrase, isn't it? It's odd. just yeah, it That's a weird thing to do, mm. I think. Um Uh Sharon was there though. Sharon you, was. You reminded me. I mean I've forgotten what she did. Did she say she liked spying and makeup or something? No. I've forgotten. Well, I think What'd it has say? a thing of she's the blonde bond. Yeah. Was, okay. Is her intro in the orientation. And then okay. <laughs> and then Cap turns her into a zombie. Yeah, I did. Oh, oh, she takes her happy, doesn't she? Yes, yes. Yeah, sorry. she does take her happy. But in um, when it comes up on the screen of her powers or her special mm. um, skills, it's got eulogies at the end, which really just <laughs> really does make me laugh. <laughs> yes, because yeah, that's, that's the thing that he would have seen. That's a funny joke. <laughs> now I got from that to makeup. No, I don't maybe it's just because she was the only person wearing makeup maybe. in the episode. Maybe. Mm-hmm, and I, to be fair, I'd forgotten she was in it. And I did, I did like happy with his blam blam, and then when he was zombie happy, yes. slower blamming. Yeah. <laughs> Poor old happy. I feel like that's a slight in reference thing mm. to the making of some of these because very famously, uh, Chris Pratt used to go pew pew when he was shooting on set mm. and they had to reshoot stuff to stop him doing that. And I think Kate Blanchett didn't know how to fake stuff until she was throwing sugar packets at people. So I think <laughs> I think it's a slight reference to how some of these actors do not know what they're doing when it comes to action stuff. <laughs> I think that sounds perfectly plausible mm. and, and quite in character for John Favreau. Mm. Um, but on the animation of the presentation of different people, I loved Zombie Wonder. I loved Zombie yeah. Wonder. That's a good villain piece. I really like that. And, and that sort of is that glimpse of Dark Wonder that mm. we may or may not ever see, but I, I really enjoyed it. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's actually quite terrifying. Was that when Okoye says to Vision... Why didn't you take... It was not... She doesn't say, why didn't you take her out? But it's basically along those lines. Mm. Like, mm. How? How How would you do that with a normal <laughs> wonder? Let alone the zombie version. It was nice to see the kind of scope of her power as mm. well. I mean, we've talked a lot about how in live action it's been difficult to convey mm. her. And I think it was really oh. nice seeing her given her rightful place as being, oh my God, she's one of the really big powerful ones. Mm-hmm. In that it was the, the reveal of... This is possible. The worst possible thing that you'd have to go up against would be, yeah. would be her having been turned. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, and I, I, I thought that was really well done. Um, and of course, vision again. Let's let's talk about vision, because I mean, I must say, as soon as Paul Bettany spoke, I drew nearer. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, you're here. Just and basked, I can listen. In the audio I'm ready. Goodness. I will listen to all your words. Um, which were beautifully delivered, and it was a joy and a delight. And, I mean, you know, what a great performance from Paul Bettany. Um, just so joyous and sinister and weird. Um, and I sort of wish it wasn't in the zombie episode. I wish it had been literally anything else, because I could watch that story all day. I wish that had been an episode of WandaVision or anything. <laughs> a whole separate what-if. But um, I, I really enjoyed that take on Vision and kind of yeah everything just everything it seemed exactly like something vision would do having gone through this incredible um ethical series of dilemmas that have almost broken him down he's come down on the side of feeding humans to wander and that's that's love isn't it <laughs> which i thought i thought that banner was very dismissive of 
I thought we'd established that love was the most important thing in the universe. He's like, you did it for love? You couldn't have done it for a biscuit? You did it for love? <laughs> Little thing like that. On Wanda, it did get me thinking. We were talking last episode about her being a Nexus being. Mm. So what the hell does that mean mm. then if the Nexus being is a zombie? What does that mean for other That's planes? Interesting. Mm. I, I, I still think it is that she exists on all the different planes. But it's the same version of her. I think I think that was where I fell down on it. Of So I looked it up and I'm still not any clearer, okay. to be honest. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is the marvelfandom.com. One Nexus being alone supposedly exists on each of the parallel worlds of the mighty multiverse. Personifies the character of their respective realm and serves as the focal point or anchor of that reality. Yeah, I don't think this is a question we're meant to ask. Okay, fine. I think that's the point. <laughs> fine, okay. Maybe, maybe. But it, it it does remind me of something that somebody pointed out, which was that we had the multiverse introduced in Loki with all these different Lokis, mm. but so far everyone we've met in all these multiverses has been the True. same. Yeah. Mm. Though in Loki, did we see anyone else's variants who looked different? Was it only ever Not Loki's? That we were told. Maybe it's something about Maybe Loki's. Just Loki. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that. Just going back to the discussion on Vision. Hmm. I mean, it 100% looked like Vision. I, yeah. th- I think the red mechanical look helps in designs yeah. and things like that. It's harder to confuse him. But it 100% sounded like Vision. Yes. And it does bring me back to the thing we, we've talked about voice performances and whether you can close your eyes and hear the person, hear what they're doing. And absolutely, that is an absolutely spot on performance. Is it just something down to the uniqueness of the voice that does something? Because Evangeline Lilly, I feel like, could have been anyone. But at the same time, I can't think of Evangeline Lilly's voice. Maybe I need to find interviews with her and close my eyes and see if I can recognise when she's speaking or something. I could probably recognise her in Lost. But that's because I can hear so many scenes from Lost in my head mm. without apparently trying, which is happening now. And that's, that's a weird experience. <laughs> I'll stop doing that. <laughs> anyway. No, I think absolutely. some people have more distinctive voices than others, don't they? Hmm. I think that part of it might be with Vision is because Paul Bettany obviously has had two different voice voice roles in marvel mm-hmm. and i think that he's worked very consciously on the difference in voices mm-hmm. so i think that his vision voice is super specific just possibly very much just done wonder vision mm-hmm. um around making this and quite possibly also had access to the exact same recording scenario that he uses mm-hmm. which may not have been the case yeah he he might be the most uh, almost a too unique Mm. answer for it but Sebastian Stan I could recognise Sebastian Stan in that really oh yeah and go, I could oh, not yes that, that was oh really could not have picked his voice out of a bag yeah. no. maybe it is just a familiar, familiarity thing mm. something hmm hmm I will keep my eye on that um T- just talking of distinctive voices are they just going to kill Iron Man at the beginning of all of these so they don't have to deal with the fact that they haven't got a DJ <laughs> well it seems an easy way he's in it Captain America <laughs> I suppose it's a way to get people really used to those characters not being yeah, the just hard. kill them over and over again. Just and keep doing away with them. Yeah, they've had a lot of story already. I'm I'm quite enjoying it. In the same way, I quite enjoyed it being Vision, but a slightly twisted, weird mm. direction that he's mm. gone in. That's an interesting way to take this. Um, 
and if I can segue, talking on other characters who may or may not have gotten time, I feel like I should give them a point when they could show the death of Black Widow and they don't. (laughs) Given how much we've had to watch it. I mean, this still leaves them on negative points. But but given they could have done that twice in this episode and we didn't have to see it, Mm. um, I'll take it. Uh, And the placement of this episode in the timeline is kind of interesting because we see five of the Avengers getting off a a jet. Mm to fight the zombie thing and, and and i quite like that it's yeah if you then infect the world's mightiest heroes it, it's really hard to stop it at that point i don't think we see what happens to black widow no i assume she got zombie and she's one of three characters on earth that i can think of that we don't see what happens to them so i'm interested in your thoughts on what might have happened to black widow in the zombie apocalypse well if anyone if anyone knows how to escape and hide out in a caravan with in a butler, yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> we we know it's her. So I like to think that she's just waiting until the inevitable has happened. All the zombies eat each other. They get hungry. They die out, and she walks the earth alone. Much as I love her, I do not believe that she survived Zombie Hawkeye and Cap. Okay, I've forgotten Zombie Hawkeye. I don't know. Well. I was... Black, um, I was say Black Eye. Who does Black Eye? <laughs> Black Eye. <laughs> oh, that's a that's uh... like a child villain or um, something isn't he's, he's got a chimney on him <laughs> black panther was there mm-hmm. at the time mm. and got yoinked out by vision so maybe maybe that's been fed to wonder already oh good that's okay. dark it's darker than i thought you might go but okay the <laughs> next just character <laughs> the next character i'd like to know how they might uh, perform in the zombie apocalypse is james rhodes oh who was on the Avengers compound last thing we know at this time. Would he just proper seal the doors? Well, the thing is, <laughs> just, just sit in there a can of beans. Yeah. As long as he keeps his uh, iron, not war iron, machine. what's he called, war machine suit mm-hmm. on, because Tony must have obviously taken it off at some stage and had his nanobot problem or what have you. Uh, <laughs> then using the orientation video rules then uh he should be fine you just gotta keep his suit on okay the last character that i can think of that i want to know how they might perform in a zombie apocalypse how would pepper pots gwyneth paltrow do in a zombie apocalypse there's probably a goop cure for it or something isn't there (laughs) right she's probably eating the zombies hey you're making candles out of them or something You know, okay, this is making me think now, my hopeful track again. Okay. They're in Wakanda. It's not looking good. I'll give you that. Thor is off world. Thor is in theory floating in space, maybe being rescued by the Guardians and then going to make Storm. Yeah, so he's off doing all of that, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker, I think. And as we know, he has a fantastic entrance into. Uh, Wakanda. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what's going to happen. Mm. That could be cool. Yeah. Zombie rocket. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you okay there? Sorry. Well, I coughed and then you made me laugh like a lot. Now I'm just crying. I'm going to help zombie apples. Fortunately, I turned my microphone off, so... Hopefully all of that is missing, but I'm, I'm literally weeping at zombie candles. 
Which, hey, um, any opportunity for that. I found very funny. Um, I'd also like to point out Captain Marvel. Yes. N- not on Earth. Not yeah. on Earth. Exactly. I'm I'm only picking up Earth people. Was was what I went through a list of basically everyone. No, no, but and this said, is right, my who would have been my positive yeah, ending in, in Laura's world. Mm. Yeah, Laura world. Captain yeah, Marvel. where we fix it. I'm here yeah. for Laura world. We don't see Nick Fury, do we? No. Nope. He pushed the button. Mm. Oh. Yeah, Nick Fury wasn't on the list of the Avengers, of course. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, we said last week, and and we can absolutely cut this or stop this and change it if I am derailing it into a conversation we've had before, but the Laura, you were sort of keeping an eye on the way they treated women in this series? Yes. Because I sort of feel this episode hasn't helped any of the Yeah, I, I, I must say on this one, I really felt this did not help because we had multiple protra- protracted female characters sacrificing themselves, sometimes in ways I felt were kind of out of character. Um... And just to kind of what end? <laughs> For further the man's emotional story, indeed. Maybe. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if it's because I've noticed it. I'm looking for it, and now I'm reading it where it doesn't exist. You know, I did start trying to make a list of right, starting with at the beginning of this episode, who are still survivors. How does it mm-hmm. go on a gender split with then who the hell's left at the end? <laughs> now I mean they're all guys left at the end, so that's quite clear. But. I then ran out of time. We're trying to work it out because I, you know. anyway, <laughs> but I don't have such a problem when it's someone choosing with agency to sacrifice themselves. So, Hope's decision, hope. I think, mm. Okoye to a degree. She said, You <laughs> guys Akoye go. Okoye is off. a warrior. Okoye, they are running, and Okoye is grabbed and pulled back in, and we just assume she dies. It's it's an absolute nothing that I feel like would have landed better if that had been Bucky. Given that the same thing basically happens to Bucky a few seconds mm. later, I think seeing them running and she grabs Bucky and kills him would have been like, oh, stuff's gotten serious. Mm. I, I felt like Okoye was a step too far for me. Um, mm. Yeah, interesting. I had, I'd had i thought about it enough to the point that I started listing people. Um, right. But then as we were going through more, I was like, eh, meh. everyone's bloody dying here. It didn't necessarily feel mm. either way. I suppose it was it was a high body count. I just, yeah, I I didn't love the hope thing either. Um, and especially the way that she dies and then doesn't go back to normal form because as soon as she dies and she's clearly in giant form, so I was like, oh, that's going to be a thing. Okay, I was yelling that. at the screen, shrink, 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 as soon as she yeah. knew that she was being <laughs> overwhelmed by them. Um, mm. but I did enjoy her chucking a random zombie at the Quinjet, so I'll yeah, forgive it. Yeah. <laughs> but then even, even that informs Scott's story mm. is is the sort of point of her there. I just yeah. flip these things around, do them different. Just... It looked cool. Hmm. Mm. We've not seen giant wasp before. No, that's true. No, no, we did get giant wasp. We've also not seen Scott as a head in a cape yelling Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> Which I did enjoy. <laughs> and I'm not really a Harry Potter person. Yeah, I just, yeah. I wanted to enjoy Scott more than I did in the end. I feel like he'd be funnier. I really do think he'd be actually funny. I found it funny, but I will admit, I I like stand-up, and that felt like, what if someone was doing stand-up in the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> was I like, let me hit oh. you with some zombie puns, folks? <laughs> You'd be like, do you know what? We don't need this. <laughs> hey, guys, guys, 
What's the deal with zombies? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just... Oh, it... Oh. It irritated me, I think, that that's who we ended up with. But... I'm going to need to have a mini rant about Marvel's advertising. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't this have been so cool if we hadn't known it was zombies? I'm just thinking at the beginning that they do a really good job at the beginning of not mm. really showing what's going on with Cap and not sorry Cap with Iron Man and um, Wong and Strange, mm-hmm. and then it's only when they start eating Ebony more that uh, Banner is like, whoa, wait a second, that's a bit too far. I was just thinking, how cool would it have been if we didn't know that's what it was going to be? And then he turns around and it's zombies. And similarly, my fault, because I watched the bloody trailer, but in the trailer they show Cap zombie. And even though they told us that he was zombified, I think he's the most kind of um, disturbing looking one for me, particularly mm-hmm. because of the way they sort of play with the jaw and, and the fact that it's it's Cap. And it's um, all that Cap anyway. We didn't really see falcon very much to be able to sort of have the similar feelings and then it was almost like it was a reveal of showing him you know the dark being in the dark and the mm-hmm. shadows and that and then in suddenly the so yeah. again mm-hmm. if i hadn't seen that scene i just think oh you're you're kind of robbing your your storytelling unnecessarily i think that's a really good point and we all knew a zombie episode was coming and it's like oh here we are it's the zombie episode and you know it's it's a short thing. Even a few minutes of not thinking that. Yeah, I think it would have added something. I'm on the fence, mm. to be honest, because I think it is very hard to hide these things. I think in showing anything about this, I mean, I, I'm not even sure what you would... Uh, you, you can call it in different ways, but how you advertise it mm. and and share that thing. And I think when you sort of step outside it, and if we're talking the marketing and we're talking from a marketing perspective, saying it's zombies is going to get a lot more eyes on it than not saying it's I know, zombies. I'm just talking about the pure... Now, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It, it would have changed our reception of it, and I think maybe long-term, as people learned it was zombies, they'd start telling each other it was zombies. Mm. In the same way, another great zombie movie, One Cut of the Dead, twists this, and, and you shouldn't tell anyone anything that happens after the first 30 minutes except to go and watch the film. Mm. It's it's got that sort of thing going on with it. Maybe if you hide it, but in this day and age, yeah. they managed to keep. No, I'm not going to say that because that's a horrible big spoiler. If people, oh, everyone must know in the Mandalorian. Uh, uh, they managed to keep a spoiler in the Mandalorian. They managed to <laughs> Secret, keep. Yeah. They managed to keep a massive spoiler in, or a massive reveal in the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. like huge, and they managed to keep that secret. Mm, and I know true. there isn't the same. I'm just saying, from a pure storytelling, you could see. I think the way that the storytellers were trying to do it at the beginning, where it wasn't clear what was, you know, what was going on. Uh, I just feel a bit sorry for them. I think because of it, the marketing machine, it has to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it would have been really interesting to watch and be like, "Oh, what's going on on Earth? Earth is different." Because mm. oh. mm. I have to tell you, I wouldn't have gone zombies. <laughs> that mm. wouldn't have been where my mind. Particularly would have gone. that scene where you suddenly realise. They are eating. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the horror. And and I wonder if, in a sense, they're hoping to just kind of... Like, maybe they thought that was a bit strong. Yeah, maybe. So they almost had to trailer that in because it is... Even so, it is a gross shock, mm. which is quite big. Um, And 
whilst I don't like it, I can appreciate that as a big kind of, oh, <laughs> you know, you don't often get moments like that in these things. So I wonder if, it, if it's almost tempering that a bit. And I think also a lot of people really don't like zombies, not least my wife, but I certainly have seen a couple of people on Twitter saying, okay, someone tell me, do I, do I need to watch this? Is it good enough that I need to watch this zombie thing? And I think my answer would be, it's a zombie thing. Yeah, and I don't watch this if you don't like zombies. Yeah. Like, it, it's a lot of people that you possibly haven't thought about dealing with a zombie apocalypse failing to deal with a zombie apocalypse. So, yeah. So you won't miss did much. Did P watch it? Yeah. Yes, she refused to watch it a second time. I think we agreed that it was our least favourite mm. so far. And it was a zombie thing. But I think there's a difference between least favourite and perhaps not good. And I think that it's interesting how many characters and moments there are in this, considering how short it is and how many zombies there are mm -hmm. in it. We take up a lot of time. Um, but uh, Pete did have a question uh, for mm -hmm. you both, which is, uh, what does zombie Thanos want? And I thought that was an interesting question. That's a very interesting question. Brains. Yeah. <laughs> If only he had a brain. Well, probably um, to use the... In fact, why the hell is he even there? Because if he's now zombie Thanos, he really should be using the space stone to travel around the universe and then infect more people. I mean, maybe he's just got his... Well, that's, maybe he just wants the set. That's the thing know. I'd assumed. He's now landed on Earth and has been zombified somehow on on Earth. I, like, I think there's an implication that this is stuck to our yeah. planet at the moment. Hmm. Pending the space no. stone or something. But once zombified, having the space stone, you know, if this is a virus that you know encourages them to bite other people because that continues the virus, I would assume, mm -hmm. then if there's no one else left to bite, use your space stone and go and find another planet. To... Well, short short stone. What he wants is is the mind stone. But does he still? Well, and, well, isn't... And, but but then the question is, yeah, isn't that then why the watcher says that that. They're going in is going to cost the universe, not just mm. Earth. It's the universe mm. because I guess that will let Zombie Thanos out. But what, and then Zombie ha Thanos. He doesn't need the Mind Stone. He's got the Space Stone that he could travel. Hmm. But if he got all of them, he could shape the universe in whatever way he wants. Just a big brain. Yeah, I just... And a everyone can chew it. And it will be all you zombies. Yeah. Do zombies like shiny things? Are they so, like magpies? Not traditionally, <laughs> but this is a different zombie take. You know, this is a, this is a zombie take because I would say, why did Iron Man and Wong show up and start killing dudes? Like, why them particularly? Mm. I'm sorry, I know in my head, bedazzled zombies. <laughs> Smaug, but a zombie. Yes. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. Yeah, I just so many questions. Um, do we have any more points? I see that we've been talking about this for quite a period of time, and I suppose there was quite a lot to discuss. Um, have we have we missed anything? Have you got any more questions, Matthew? I I don't. Those are my big ones. I'm afraid. Okay, sorry. That's fine. One thing that just in passing I thought was interesting is this is the first mention of Uncle Ben in the MCU. He's never been mm. acknowledged before. Hmm. Given he's such a big character previously in the Spider Man mythos. Yeah. Because um, they sort of subdued that role into uh, Tony yeah. Stark in the films, of course. So. Yeah. Hmm. 
And one question. Why do they not just release the zombie-eating ants on all the other zombies? There's only so many of them. Well, they, they were still all there. These are not questions to ask. <laughs> <laughs> we have a podcast about you. <laughs> okay, not the thing fun. I was wondering today, let's go back a couple of years. How did Nebula know to get the Guardians to go to Titan? Oh, no, I'm going to have to think on that. Yeah, yeah. Why did she send that message? You know, other than plot mechanics. Hmm. Hmm. Because she assumed that he'd go back to his home planet. Why? Because he's a real home. Because that's what he said he wanted to do. (laughs) But that's what he said he wanted to do. Did he? Yeah. He he only goes there because he's meeting Ebony Moore there. I mean, it is his base. But is it? Well, it's a pretty ruined planet. I, I think the ship is his base. Well, maybe they had a private conversation when he was pulling her apart one time, when he said that the first place I will want to go and see it being fixed is Titan, and then I will go mm-hmm. to the garden planet and retire. Okay, okay. But yeah, okay, that is a... I think that makes so sense. So maybe Hope only has a certain number of ants. Maybe the ants themselves become zombie, Ooh. and she has to squash them. Yeah, because probably... Oh, if that you, would be if a you, real pain. If we can start making stuff up on these questions. If you bite a zombie, do you get zombified? Because didn't they say it was in the saliva? It's in, it's in the saliva, but we don't see that she gets saliva in her cup. No. She gets goop in her thing. Referencing goop again. <laughs> Which also was super reminiscent. Of, do you remember there was a rumour or a theory or whatever you want to call it going around before Endgame mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the way that Thanos was going to be killed was by Ant-Man jumping up into his bum and then making himself <laughs> bigger. And I thought, oh, they managed to get it in somehow. Yeah. It's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> uh, I see that. That would have been something to look forward to <laughs> in this universe. But his, you just told me that he's just ahead and that can't happen. I don't mm. think so. You're just mm. chasing him with a cape and you know, flapping at him is probably not going to do it. I really did like seeing um, Hank Pym biting as like a little insect. No, he does go in as if he's like a <laughs> 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 quite itchy, but it was quite effective. <laughs> just sitting there going, oh no. <laughs> I, I also feel like in a, there's certainly a couple of these episodes so far, and and in the Doctor Strange films in general, I feel like they're trying to make Capey a thing. Mm, definitely. He is a thing, isn't he? It, it, he is, but thing. even more so as time goes on, I feel like they're trying to make it a Disney sidekick type. Yep character more merch mm. we're all going to be wearing capes 2023 I, year of the cape it's coming i would be very happy with capes i love capes <laughs> and i did like spider-man collar, yeah oh yeah i also love collars so the whole spider-man <laughs> with the cape i really enjoyed that was really good yeah, yeah, yeah. and i wonder are we going to see in the film well who knows and so any final thoughts nope i don't feel like i like it anymore but i feel like there are at least a lot of things in it <laughs> And I've enjoyed this podcast. Actually, I will tell you what my wife said as we were watching it. And it's one of those things where other versions in this same way have made other things better. She said it was very like Robot Chicken doing a sketch about this. Because Robot Chicken does the same thing. as It does sort of what if ridiculous Mm. things in these pop culture universes. And it felt a little bit like Robot Chicken putting together a... What if all the Avengers were zombies? And how does that work? And, and I think that's down to sort of some of the humour and zaniness mm. of it, particularly the, the Happy Hogan stuff and so on. 
But some of the stuff we've talked about here, and the kind of jokey, fun ways to take things, is like the way that Robot Chicken Star Wars makes the Star Wars movies better, <laughs> just with an inane silliness of side characters. And I don't have a spouse, so if anyone would like to solve that problem, I'd appreciate <laughs> it. And then I can tell you what they think. <laughs> she pouts. Okay. You are more than enough, Laura. That's you. You bring plenty of mm. thoughts to this, and frankly, I, I don't have thoughts until I've <laughs> stared at my wife, and she's gone. Are you thinking this thing? <laughs> That's how I generate my thoughts. <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm only 0.5 on the podcast sometimes. <laughs> but um, on which happy note, thank you very much for listening. If you have thoughts, theorems, feelings, anything, um, we love to hear them. You can find us at Eloquent Gushing as a podcast. And Matthew? You can find me on Twitter at Matthew Bose, or you can find my other podcast, Movie Fight Club, by looking up Movie Fight Club wherever you find good podcasts. Absolutely recommended manoeuvre. Laura, where can we find well, you? Well, I also only have one podcast, which is this one, so... Uh... I mean... <laughs> You, you mentioned a podcast called Pop Culture Deprived. Earlier. I that did, really I did. Oh, and I have actually been on that one. So you, uh-huh. you, by all means, go and listen to Pop Culture Deprived only the episodes that I'm on, <laughs> as those obviously are the best ones. Uh, and otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at Laura Geeks Out. And you can also find me on an episode of Pop Culturally Deprived, which um, you, know, you should absolutely listen to. That was a good one. I enjoyed mm. that one. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at this AE Shaw. On which note, Go Hog.